Xenologic. What's good, guys, and welcome to another episode of Xenologic. Xeno here, once again, once again, once again. And today, I want to talk to you guys about whether COVID should stop football happening again. Now, in recent weeks, the amount of cases in the Premier League specifically have grown from, I think, 18 from the last rounds to 40 in the most recent round. And obviously, these last two weeks are the highest that the cases have ever been. And all of a sudden now, there's been talk from certain managers, some <clears throat> others, basically advocating for the game to be stopped, for a circuit breaker to be um, applied. And, well, I'm assuming you guys clicked on to hear my opinion on this. And my opinion is they, they just shouldn't. Obviously, managers like Klopp, managers like yeah i'm just gonna say clock for now it's quite funny how the managers that are struggling for form at the moment are calling for it well the ones that have spoken out happen to be team managers of teams that are not in the best of situations and then you've got the managers that are doing not so badly and they are they want the season to continue but it's not just about that it's about the reality of the situation one reason is i've got I think I'm going to go over the obvious reason here. And the most obvious reason is the scheduling. Where would the games be played? Like, for example, Tottenham's game against Fulham has already been postponed again after being originally postponed on the 30th of December due to the outbreak at Fulham. And now the game's been postponed again because of the fact that Tottenham reached the Carabao Cup final. Obviously, Tottenham have got the hard edge of the stick, the really sharp end of the stick when it comes to the scheduling. Everything is pretty damn tight because, you know, they started their league campaign early as well. So they've been always up against it this year and have played more games than most teams, if not all teams. And because the Euros are so close, the fact the Euros, I believe, are starting June 11th, and the Premier League season, I believe, ends in like end of May. I don't know 100% the date, but I know it's like mid, mid to late May. There's not much time to squeeze more games. And you have to remember that teams are playing in the Champions League or the Europa League or the FA Cup. It's a lot of tournaments and a lot of games that have been pushed into a very small period of time. The winter break had to be removed after only being around for about two years, a year. And... There's just no space to move these games. If we're going to take a circuit break, for example, two, three weeks, those two, three weeks worth of games, where the hell are they going to be put? If you do the maths, you're going to be playing until the day before the Euro starts or something like that. It's ridiculous. Unfortunately, there's no time. Because Euro 2020 is such a tournament in the sense where things have to be planned out in advance for them to, you know, obviously go ahead successfully. And obviously, don't forget the Olympics. Players will be playing in the Olympics, you know, in their footballing event. And that's also later on in the year. So with that in mind, there's just no space to move these games, you know. There's it, I think personally that, you know, a break would be good to achieve the goals it needs to do. In fact, it's even a question mark if that would even be effective as we see in general. But the general public with the lockdowns and stuff, obviously the footballing world did participate in the first one, I believe. Yeah, the first one. So it's like, and we saw it worked during the time, but when people were released again, cases just went up again. Lockdown only delays the inevitable, it seems, you know? And I don't see how that would be effective in the footballing world, hence why they weren't included probably for this round, simply because now they should naturally be aware around it. 
And obviously people are questioning how football is even catching COVID because, you know, they're in their own bubbles and all this kind of stuff. But I guess, you know, they return to family and they work with family. And honestly, if you really want to stop the spread, the sad reality is these players need to be kept in the bubble with their teammates for the duration of the season. But I guess that's just not right for the for the mind for the soul of these players to spend time with their family with their people is important for you know mental well-being especially in times like these so that's obviously a some a, a route that could be successful but probably won't be feasible but i don't think taking a break makes sense simply because of that reason where would the games go a lot of managers have already come out and said the same thing like Mourinho, Solskjaer i believe the, the managers have already come out and have really questioned if a break would be effective. The case is, like 40 is not a lot If in the grand scheme of things. If you realise how many people work in the Premier League, when you include the players, the staff, the coaches, there's the obviously the people surrounding the club that run the club. It's not a lot of people. Obviously, it's more than normal. And that's not good. But that just that's just reflecting the general population. It shows you that the footballing mode isn't really separate from reality. Like many people have this perception of thinking and feeling, it's just it just isn't. It's it's definitely reflective of the of the general public when you look at the cases. You know, apparently we're the, we're reaching the highest numbers we ever reached before, probably because everyone's getting tested now compared to before, and the footballing world is reflecting that. Obviously, they, they, they there was no football during the darkest of times where the cases were really high at the beginning, so it's no surprise that the numbers are as high as they are. Now, Sean Dyche said something um, interesting in the press conf- in his press conference the other day about how they, they, the government should look to vaccinate footballers so then the money being spent on testing can be used to help the NHS. Now, this is something that no one has actually thought of and it's quite crazy how a, a mid-table football manager has just pulled this out of the bag. Obviously, Sean Dyche is one of the more underrated managers in the league, a very intelligent, learned mind that is um, capable of, you know, bringing the best out of his team and making his team operate at the sum of their parts. But obviously, this point has has been a talking point in the last couple of days with some people obviously agreeing and disagreeing with what he said. I'm obviously agreeing with Sean because obviously that goes hand in hand with what what, what point I'm trying to formulate here. You know, if the quicker you get the football, play, football players vaccinated, the more likely they are protected for when they do stupid shit. Ooh, almost all there. Stupid S-word stuff, you know. Yeah, they're protected from that. In general, they shouldn't be trying to do bad stuff because they're in a very privileged position in the sense that, you know, they get to they get to be looked after and protected from this virus as it is with the constant testing and, you know, being in good health as a footballer because you need to be fit to play at the highest of levels. So, obviously, it's quite a shame that some of these football players are getting caught doing stupid stuff, you know? But um, back to what I was saying. Obviously, vaccinating footballers make sense simply because, you know, they still have to, you know, just like many other people in many industries, they still have to work on their craft and they're obviously fortunate enough to still be playing in these darkest of times. But if vaccinating players do does save money, then it's a no-brainer then. That money goes back into the NHS and they can do their thing. They can continue to, you know, try and help the people that are struggling severely with the virus. So I thought that was a very interesting point. You know, vaccinating footballers does make sense, but you, you've, we, we all know what the priority list is. It's the vulnerable people, you know, and then they start to focus on the less vulnerable. Obviously, most of the time where footballers catch it, I think probably in 99% of the cases I've heard from fo- that footballers had, especially in the Premier League, 
They don't seem to be 100% affected by the virus. They just get it. They have cold-like, flu-like symptoms for a few days and then they recover and then they're back on it. Obviously, I've heard of some severe, more severe cases like Alan St. Maximin, who I originally thought was actually injured. I didn't know he was struggling with COVID, but apparently he was and he's still recovering. So some players have got it bad. Some players haven't. But most of the players have really just had it and then moved on and kept it stepping. So naturally, because of, of the diets and the, the health level of football players, then naturally when they catch such a virus, they're not going to be completely crippled by it, which might be a point for maybe not vaccinating them as soon as possible, you know? But in general, it's a good idea from Sean Dice and you can't blame him for saying it because it makes a lot of sense. Because simply because of the fact that it's saving money because players are getting tested two, three times a week and that costs money. And that takes a lot of resources that could be probably reinvested back into the NHS. But... You really, footballers really have this perception of entitlement and privilege. So to, to vaccinate them this early probably would not be, look good in the grand scheme of things. But maybe it's the formula needed to protect the players. So when they do do stupid stuff, they're not they they are not affected, and it means they can they have freedom of movement. Because in the day when even when on the football pitch, people are always obviously some people are probably questioning how these players are so close to each other. Or that's obviously that's all eliminated by the fact that they were already tested and they were tested negative. That's why they're on the pitch. But obviously, having been vaccinated gives them that double layer just in case that someone ends up catching it between when they were tested and when they play. You know, you don't get the virus because you're vaccinated. So there's that. So it's a very big point of interest and it's a talking point throughout the league about how this increase should be handled. But the best thing to do, honestly, is to play through it. Obviously, it's sad to see squads quarantining. They don't have the virus, you know, but they have to do it to be to be careful, to protect, even though, in my opinion, I feel like maybe they could play, but it's too high a risk. You know, they're not going to take the risk. So, all in all, they, 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 they have to protect themselves and hopefully they self-isolate away from family and all this kind of stuff and make sure, making sure they don't spread it, you know. I honestly think they, all the players should stay together the ones that have, you know, <laughs> have to quarantine, but I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I don't. Qu- I don't know how they go. They go about it, but it's definitely a talking point of the league, and it's something that hopefully the league can play through. There's been no talks within the Premier League about what to do next, about about taking a circuit break, as they call it, a short break, because I don't think there's and I don't think there's any effectiveness to it. It, it. it probably makes sense for the players to continue to play through it, simply because of the fact that. Maybe staying at home means they, they're protected from it. But at the same time, the way that the league has gone about looking after the players and making sure they don't get COVID has been quite effective too. You know, the constant testing, obviously vaccination is the ultimate protection. You know, the protection that a lot of the public have been waiting on so then we can, we can move on from this, you know, pandemic and the absolute panic and insanity that surrounded it. So all in all, I think there should be no break. The players can definitely play through it. And if it does really get worse, if we're talking about, you know, 500, 600 cases, then I'm thinking to myself, maybe it's maybe they need to take a short break because this is getting ridiculous. But I doubt it's even going to reach that. I don't think, hopefully not, you know, fingers crossed. Because it's not just because of the fact that we all want to watch football. It's all about making the common sense decision, you know. It's all about making the common sense decision. Will it really benefit everyone to stop? probably not I don't think there's enough cases you know obviously when it happened originally it, all it took was was Hudson Odoi and Arteta 
to get it. And then they shut down the whole thing, which makes sense because, again, you don't know what's ahead. But now, knowing the situation in hand and how successful I think things have gotten, obviously not having the fans is always not nice. But having the fans for a little while was cool. But obviously, again, that got removed. So having the fans back was, was all good and all nice and stuff. But obviously, the fans are gone again to protect them. And now here we are. All in all, I think the players should continue playing because there's just no space for the games. And that's the real, that's the main reason, really. There's no other reason to really talk about because this is the overriding reason and the main cause of concern. There are big international tournaments like the Euros. And obviously, I didn't mention this one. Cup America also is getting played as well. So that's the travelling as well. So, so players like Firmino, Aguero, if he gets selected, you know, players like that, that obviously are going to be worrying about, you know, maybe what's happening and how they're going to travel if they got to play a Premier League game on the day the tournament starts, it's just not suitable. Unfortunately, the, the, the season was made without thinking that maybe there might be a, might be an opportunity to take a break in hand. So this is the situation, the reality, and this is what we all got to deal with. But um, all in all, to summarise, to finish, Zeno doesn't think there's any time or space for the break, short circuit breaks, and COVID should not stop football this time around. But thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed, you know, this was a bit, you know, light on the actual football content and more about, you know, the, the, one of the main topics surrounding football. You can't escape COVID right now. So, you know, maybe I, it's my bad for bringing it up, but it's something that had to be talked about. I've kind of avoided it. But make sure you, you all are following the podcast if you're not, so you can keep updated with the episodes. And like I said before, hope you guys enjoyed once again. And I'll see you in the next episode of Xenologic. Mini Logic.